0: Hello everybody, this is Coach Aaron Saft, here with the MR Running Pains podcast, and I have an amazing guest with me today. Uh, her name is Tara Dower. Tara has just been on an absolute tear <laughs> this uh, this spring. Uh, I mean, with finishes at uh, the Umstead 100, she was third female over uh, overall. Uh, sixth place overall in an amazing time of 1656 and then not but five weeks after that she ran the cruel jewel 100 she finished second female behind liz canty's course record performance and eighth overall and then uh, like what but not even a month later she has set the fkt for the benton mckay trail i mean just incredible what a spring my goodness um she you know she has the mountains to see overall FKT. We talk about all of this. She is just a phenomenal human doing. Uh, what awesome stuff. Um, really enjoyed talking to Tara. Um, Tara, to you, you're incredible. I really uh, you're inspiring it's uh, it's an absolute joy to talk with you. I really enjoyed our conversation, and so I hope you guys do too. All right, my guest here, Tara Dower. Ma'am, we just kind of went over things, but uh let's just review here. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I was uh perusing through some of your other podcasts and such. You're uh you're inept and in, uh or you're you've had some experience with podcasting. So that, that's that's always great. Um yeah. you've uh, you've done some amazing things. So um take us take us back here because I I mean I look at ultra sign up and I think your <laughs> deepest results from like 2021. So yeah. uh, things have been very recent. So tell us a little yeah. bit about you.
1: Um, well, my name is Tara Dower. I'm 28 years old and I live in currently live in Virginia beach, Virginia, but in the past, like two, three years, I me and my husband have been on the move pretty much every six months. So this is very recent living in Virginia beach. Um, uh, I have a dog named Jerry. I have a husband named Jonathan and I'm a through hiker, a ultra runner, ultra marathoner, I guess you could say, and FK tier.
0: Right on. Yes, you are definitely all of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, how did this, how did this begin? Uh, you know, like take us through like, where did this all stem from?
1: Yeah, man. Um, that's a good question. Well, I guess, there's a couple places. One is like my running background. Um my running background, which you know, I started in middle school, and I know that's forever ago, but I was just talking to somebody the other day and they talk about like how it takes a long time to, you know, get those long distance muscles and tendons and all those little little body things I'm not aware of um, to get it used to those long miles. And so I would contribute my long history, my history of running for a very long time since middle school. Start out the mile and then in high school went to the 5K. And then after that, um, kind of took a break from running in college and then went on to do um, longer races like the marathon and half marathon. And my goal was always to make it to an ultra marathon and a hundred marath- uh, miler. So um, I would contribute it back to middle school and I remember the first middle school meet that my mom came to uh, she actually recorded it so you saw her entire reaction but like we both nobody knew I was like talented at running like I just she was coming to support her child doing this cute little track meet I end up winning the thing by a crazy amount like the mile run and she's like okay this girl's got a gift um so really, I mean it started out back then when I knew I, I enjoyed not only was good at but I enjoyed long distance running. Um and then I would also contribute, I mean, where this all started, um, I'd also contribute it to like um this mindset that I've always pretty much had since maybe high school, really formed in high school is like doing tough things and like doing things that um challenge me as a person and seeing if I can make it through those things and how far I can go, um, you know, in a physical endeavor, really it's just physical endeavors. So I've always had like this, this urge to like push myself past any, any barriers I might have. So I'd say those two things have got me here. <laughs>
0: <in the long> <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you had mentioned that, you know, you, you, you had really thought that you really wanted to build up to that hundred mile distance. At what point did that come about?
1: Yeah. So I would say that was actually, that wasn't, um, you know, the, the entire time, but I would say I wanted, the big one was to when I started running marathons, it was to build up to an ultra marathon, anything over that, that marathon distance. That was my goal. But then I finished the FKT on the mountains of sea trail and for some reason I just had this urge to do a hundred miler and see if it was possible. Um, so I'd say really in 2020, after September, 2020, that's when I really wanted to train for the hundred miler.
0: And, um, and like, again, going back to your, you know, obviously not every results on ultra sign but it looks like your first finish was in 2021. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. I, my first ultra marathon was, well, this was more like a trail marathon, um, but that that first one was actually this past my brother's birthday, so June 5th was my first like trail race, ultra sign-up um race. And then my first like ultra marathon was a 50 miler. I did maybe in July, I think it was July of okay. last year. So um I've really ramped up the, the results there.
0: So um I'm trying to get the timeline correct here. So you did the AT thru hike prior to all this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: what was the impetus for that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. So I would say, like in college, that's when I was um interested in doing a thru hike. And thru hike, through hiking for people that don't know is just completing a trail end to end. The Appalachian Trail is a trail that goes from Georgia to Maine. It spans two thousand two hundred. Uh, miles and um, I saw this documentary when I was in college and really fell in love with the AT and fell in love with backpacking but I didn't really get into backpacking until um, I mean maybe halfway through college I guess and I I started in 2017 on a solo through hike and I really didn't know what I was doing (laughs) and I didn't understand like my anxiety levels and um, actually got off the trail to, due to a anxiety attack. And then in 2019, my husband and I got married in 2018 and in 2019, we decided to go off on a through hike and we completed it in five months and 10 days together. Yeah. Together. Awesome. And that was it. Like, I would say like that time through college through like the through hike was really just a, a time of like exploration, figuring out who I was and I was taking a break from all of those athletic endeavors and it was really a time where I was forming my ideas about life and what I wanted life to look like, I guess you could say and I'm just taking it slow. And so like after that through hike, I really understood what I wanted to, I guess, do with my life.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so to, to compare, you know, you made your first attempt, um, you know, from, from that to your, Your actual through hike. Um, Most of us don't understand what goes into (laughs) a through hike. You know, we understand ultras, but we we don't understand what goes into, like you said, a five month (laughs) journey, right? Right. So, what did you take from that first attempt that made you more successful in your second?
1: Yeah, I would say just like the understanding that, like, my anxiety was a thing. Like, I did have anxiety and to come to terms with, like, um, that idea helped me continue on the second time, because like, you know, the more you kind of bury your anxiety down and bury it down, like, I don't have this, it's fine. Everything's okay. Um, if anyone has anxiety, they know it's going to all of a sudden come up and it's going to be a lot more intense. It's going to be a full blown anxiety attack. Right. Um, and so the fact that I knew what it looked like, um, what I could, I had, I, I had, ways of like combating that if I needed to, not combating it, but just um, remedial, um like relaxing the anxiety, I guess you could say. And I know my triggers too. I know that's kind of like a, a a word a lot of people say, but it really honestly it was triggers, things that got me anxious and I was able to identify those and just implement any um you know techniques to uh, not be as anxiety. Have as much anxiety, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. So, where did you learn? Where did you learn those?
1: Yeah. I mean, I um, I did. Uh, a lot of people are doing it these days, but BetterHelp.com. I think I was really lucky. I've had friends who've done BetterHelp and have not had great experiences with therapists on there. But then I got a great therapist who actually lived in Wilmington, North Carolina, and she was. Um, very similar to me. She had a similar background in like athletics and she knew in outdoors and she knew and felt like she really understood me. And she helped me with a lot of techniques there, but I would also say, I would also contribute it to being outside more and more exposure to triggers. Um, so, I mean, it's, I still have anxiety. Like I had anxiety this last trip, but I mean, I, it's, it's, it's never going away, but it's just better. And it's, easier it.
0: um,
1: it's easier to deal with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As I, I had um, talked about on this podcast, uh, my experience in an ultra I run an old dominion. And, <clears throat> um, I, you know, my son was actually there's one section that could be paced and my son was with me. He was <clears throat> 14 years old at the time, and a rattlesnake popped out and it like he's, you know, scared to death of snakes. So yes, it freaked him out. And he is not in an okay state, which in turn freaked me out. So I had an anxiety attack
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and I, you know, I couldn't calm down, just like you said, you you had to take yourself and remove yourself from the trail because it's just, you know, you get into that state and it's just, you you don't know how to deal with it at the moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, I I DNF'd because I couldn't, I couldn't Mm -hmm. get my heart rate down. I couldn't calm down. And, um, you know, I had people reach out to me and said, Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why you dnf'd until i had a panic attack myself mm. uh, it's it's such a i mean such a tough thing to understand you know anxiety and you know it, it, you're in a great place because you understand what's what's triggering and you're you've made resolves to try to help you deal with it which is fantastic and i think that's what i would say to others is they have to figure out what are your triggers and what helps mm. what how can you resolve it Right. Yeah. Like, um, it's at that moment, I, like removing my son from the situation was like the best thing I could do. And then removing all, both of us from the situation was like, you know, so I, like, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, and I, I, you know, I'd love to provide more resources for those that do have anxiety and yeah. panic attacks. So,
1: yeah, of course that I think, I think it's a, especially through hiking, there's not a lot of people talking about it. It's, um, especially get off trail, because of it, there's not a lot of people talking about that because to get off trail because of anxiety, mental things is not as, I I don't think this, but I used to think this, this used to be my mindset, but I was ashamed I got off the trail because mental things, not because, you know, physical injury or like um, breaking my leg or not having enough money, like there's some honor in some people's heads to doing getting off because of that but when it comes to your mental state with anything in life really it's um not understood as well misunderstood yeah
0: it's it's more of a taboo you know like Mm -hmm. it's and it's i mean obviously people are talking about anxiety depression like it's it's coming more to the forefront and it's coming more to light and we're we're understanding how it affects you know us and our performances more and more um so I, i you know but it takes people coming out and talking about those type of things so i I appreciate you bringing that you know yeah i'm
1: a i'm a i talk about everything you'll i mean if you follow me on instagram you people know that i will talk about literally anything that goes on (laughs) with races because when i when i started this or even through hiking i didn't see a lot of those things and a lot anxiety but also like Physical stuff with ultras, I didn't see a lot of people talking about that, so I want to be that person that <laughs> talks about all the ugly stuff.
0: Uh, sure, yeah, no, it's yeah. and that's you know what I've always said about social media is that like you have to put everything out there, like the mm-hmm. good, the bad, the ugly. You know, like just like I was just talking about, like you know, putting the DNF out there and saying why, like you know, mm-hmm. and then I talked yeah. about it here on the podcast. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the reality, right? Like we try that's to great. paint this rosy picture, but you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. reality isn't isn't such sometimes. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so, um, so the second go, uh, you know, kudos to you for you know doing the whole thing with your husband, and you're still married. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> that's, that's really cool. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. so after that, um, did you go for the hundred mile finish, or did you move on to the Mountains to Sea Trail?
1: Yeah. So after that, um, I, my husband went into the military and I was working for Jennifer Farr Davis in at Blue Ridge Hiking Company in Asheville. But I lived at her bunkhouse as a caretaker there um, in Hot Springs, North Carolina. So getting to know her um, kind of got me interested in looking at FKTs. I was already interested in through hiking something else in the meantime while my husband was in um basic training or boot camp. So I was interested in doing something that wasn't as long as AT, but kind of in that mid-range. Um, but then I was looking at I was looking at the Mounds of Sea Trail then, but then uh, COVID happened. And with the Mounds of Sea Trail, you can't necessarily um can't necessarily it's, it's tougher than the AT. Like you can't hitch as easily. You can't cause no one knows what you're doing out there. It's not like the AT doesn't have, not a lot of people know what's going on. So when you see a hitchhiker out there, you're not probably not going to get picked up. Um, so they have a lot of trail angels that are um, a lot of different ages, but a lot of older people. So when I realized like COVID was a possibility, I don't want one. I don't want if me or me, if I somehow have COVID, I don't want them to get it from me. And same, I don't want to get it from them. Um, so I knew it would have to be a different type of attempt. So that's kind of kind of got me thinking. All that's the Mounds of Sea Trail next. I, I tend to drone on, but. Um, no, that's great. That's great. You okay. gave
0: us the background. Uh, yeah.
1: So I, I did want to do the Mounds of Sea Trail before the 100 mile.
0: Okay. All right. Year. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the mountains of sea trail, let's just talk about that for a moment. I, you know, I know you've, you've talked about it on some other, um, podcasts and such, but, yeah. um, the, uh, the, the effort itself, um, how did you go about it? Did you have a crew, a support network or, you know, how did that go? What, how did yeah. Go?
1: So, um, I did have a crew. I decided it would be best to be independent from trail angels, try to be as in- independent as possible, from trail angels and just do it as an independent, um, like an entity. So have a crew that followed me and I would run or walk or hike and then get to them and we would make food or we'd go to the store, um, and just try to stay separated as possible from any people really.
0: Right on. Yeah. So <laughs> again, a, a lot of us don't understand what goes into this type of thing. Can you talk about the planning for, for something oh. like this? Um, it, it,
1: it was a lot of planning. I planned it pretty quickly, but I had several spreadsheets talking about, um, different places to restock different places to park the vehicle and sleep. Um, because I did want to sleep. I didn't want to camp illegally. I wanted to do this all legally. Um, you know, a lot of these FKTs, you kind of have to bend the rules a little bit. Um, that's just, kind of how it is with some other people but with this one I really wanted to stay keep it as legal as possible um and all the legal places to camp I had I had uh spreadsheets of just foods that I can eat and then you know you have to collect all those items and then you have to assemble a crew and talk to them about what it's going to look like to crew you for a month straight that that's a lot of time for somebody to take out their schedule and crew you for so I was having trouble assembling a crew crew really um so that had to be done I had to um you know get all the food together and it was figure out how many calories I had to eat a day and it was it was a lot of planning it was yeah, a lot of went like, into
0: it. it so um resources you know you talk about finding places to, to camp are there pretty good resources out there i know for like the at there's like a whole website that you know yeah
1: has all yeah. sorts of
0: resources um you know for something like the mountain sea is there something as, as organized as that
1: yeah there is um mountain sea trail has a lot of great resources on their website they have trail angels obviously but you know i didn't want to do that um as often like i did do that maybe twice I think when I had no other options um and the only time it was only once that I actually met up with people uh the other two times were a separate uh park in this area kind of thing um but they have great resources so they've talked with you know a number of fire departments that you can park at that allow you to park there they've talked with um uh, different like trail centers or um you can go to a campsite. They have lists of campsites nearby or campgrounds nearby that you can just pull right into and pay to sleep there. Um, so they do have great resources on friends of the sea trail.com, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'll I'll get that on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, very cool. So um that that all said, um what was the, the total length for Mountain sea Trail?
1: It was one thousand one hundred seventy-five miles, and it took me twenty-nine days, eight hours, and I forget the minutes.
0: <laughs> but yeah. you have the the overall FKT. The
1: overall overall FKT for that right now.
0: And, and, and like you said, right now, uh, <laughs> you know, prior to us starting recording, you were mentioning that there is a gentleman out there that is moving at a pretty good rate. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. His name is. He is currently on there. He texted me actually messaged me um, maybe a couple weeks ago and told me that he was starting on June 7th from the Smokies to try to beat my record. He's very nice about it, but I messaged him. I was like, no way. I'm starting an FKT in the Smokies on June 7th too. So that was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, I was hoping I'd see him because Bet McKay and the MST kind of share a trail for a little bit. Um, but he, his name is Brandon. And um not really sure how to pronounce his last name, but it's Stampin' Witch, I think it is. And he is currently on the trail right now. He started June, June 7th, and I'm sure he's doing really well. He's a, he's an ultra, mar- ultra marathoner and an FK tier.
0: Nice. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, talk about um, uh, Jen Far Davis's influence on you, because um, she did the Mountain Sisi Trail, right? Yeah,
1: she did it in a regular just through hike. um, And this was a time to kind of get more publicity for the MST. She did a lot of like talks along the trail as she's walking it. Uh, But as she did the MST, she was breastfeeding Gus, her youngest. So she is that woman is such an inspiration. When I started working for her, I don't think I realized how amazing she was. And then I started reading her books and, you know, talking to her. It's not like she would tell me all the things she did, but she's just like just talking to her. You just you just appreciate her a lot and her why she's just very wise. Um, So she did the FKT on the Appalachian Trail and reading about that and also her regular through hikes. I was like, really kind of want to do an FKT. I want to see what that's like.
0: That's and It's cool. Did she mentor you at all for for the mountain?
1: She is very she's a very busy woman. She has a couple <laughs> businesses. She is talk does a lot of talk. She has a family um and still then she was able to text and call and also um meet with me a couple times to talk about what the F- FKT would look like. She's very realistic, she's very direct and I appreciate that about her. She told me how it probably would be and what it's going to look like and her husband <laughs> uh crew actually uh reached out to me and my crew and um provided some help as well for the crew and what that's going to oh. look like for them so they they did mentor us which I was very appreciative
0: of yeah they're great people great folks yeah
1: they really are
0: that's super cool um all right so you, overall record um on the mountains sea trail then if i'm getting the timeline correct um, you started moving into the the ultra scene correct yeah. Right. So I,
1: pretty much soon after I finished the MST, which was very tough. Uh, there's a lot of malnutrition there. There was, um, not a lot of great planning nutrition wise. It's very hungry. It's very lost a lot of weight. Um, but my body was still repairing and maybe a couple of weeks later, I was like, I kind of want to look into doing, a uh, um, ultra marathon. I tried, I want to try to like work up to a hundred mile race. And this is just kind of the trend. Like, I know a lot of people who do races or who do FKTs, they like finish this really hard thing. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, what's next?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so I started looking into a hundred mile or maybe a couple of weeks after a month or a couple of weeks after the MST. Yeah.
0: And, and which one did you find?
1: So they got, some of them got canceled. Um, I don't remember the first couple, but. The first one i ever did i told you guys i moved around a lot but by this time we we're in san diego um, california hot springs north carolina to <laughs> san diego so quite the move um, but the first one i ever did finally when one wasn't canceled was on june 5th and it was a trail race in calabasas California. I think okay. it was not sure what it was called. I forget the name of it. Um, single track stampede that that's what it was. Okay. And I, um,
0: yeah, there it, went is. Out
1: there, it was very <laughs> apprehensive. I remember the lady, um, who was the, the race director. She asked everyone to send our predicted finish time and so based on like my training runs and everything that i had done around in the area i gave her like a predicted finish time and she gave us because at that time they were doing heats so to like split everyone up because of covid and so she gave everyone their heats and i was the only woman in like the first person heat like the first like top heat and i was like um i messaged her i was like this is a mistake i don't (laughs) think I don't think this is, I don't think you, I think there's a mistake. I'm not, I'm not at the top of the pack. Like, no, no, thank you. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I was here. so nervous. It was my first race. And um, I actually ended up uh, getting first woman and ooh, I don't know. I think I was like top 10. I want to say from overall.
0: That, that was the, exact. was that the, the marathon?
1: Yeah, that the, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I see it here. Yeah. Uh, sixth overall yeah so
1: first woman six overall and that was my first one and i was quite (laughs) pleased (laughs) i did not expect that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah um
0: and from there it looks like you moved on to a 50 miler
1: yeah and that Uh, was ridge route that was insane um (laughs) i it was in july in in near la county and it was really hot And I had a lot of heat stuff related stuff. And uh, every at the end of the race, like last five miles, everything went. Every both ends, everything went. (laughs) And I ended up somehow with all this heat exhaustion, I ended up placing first woman and second overall. So that was cool, but the race was really, really gross. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: oh look at this uh, and then from there it looks like you came back east and did your big hundred miler
1: yeah um did that was Uari. right and that was the first hundred and that went really well i again did not expect to do as well i was just out there to finish and first woman and i i'm not sure the overall i don't remember that but that was you a, were good a one. big
0: fifth overall uh let's see oh, yeah really? overall wow. yep oh cool according to uh according to the old ultra sign-up um, <laughs> <laughs> um so what brought you back east did you guys move back east at that point
1: yeah he had a training in san diego okay um, and then we came back here um he had a training in panama city and our we should be in virginia beach like permanently semi-permanently um so we finally got like a semi-permanent duty
0: station so it feels good to be in one place finally it i mean i am just aghast and amazed by like your turnaround times here because you went from uari late october to blood rock 100 in december and again (laughs) you finished uh first female second overall Um, (laughs) and then you've got uh umstead this year april and then you came back and ran cruel jewel <laughs> the hunter <100-miler laughs> yeah. in may like the you know, like five weeks after that that's yeah. absolutely yeah. insane and you are registered for a run rabbit of course you are um <laughs> yeah. Time <for> that one. <laughs> oh my goodness um so talk to me about um talk to me about training um uh-huh. do you have a coach do you coach yourself how does how does that work
1: Yeah, my coach at the moment is Carl Meltzer, um, the speed goat. (laughs) And he is – I really appreciate his coaching because he is no nonsense. He's direct. He tells me what I need to do and gives me a training plan. And if – you know, he obviously, like, will coach me if I have an issue and tell me, like, things to help. But, like, he's just very simple, and I appreciate that. He doesn't make – I find that like, it's a little overwhelming sometimes looking up information and there's just so much information out there about ultra running. He makes it really simple. And, um, my anxiety kind of is triggered. There's that word again, triggered by like, you know, not having all that information and like not knowing if I'm doing things right, but he is simple and it, it's, it's easy to follow. And I appreciate that. he be
0: working for you
1: yeah so i I, i'm coached by him at the moment
0: right on um and when he sees your registrations uh does he groan or (laughs) how does he how does he respond (laughs) yeah
1: so like i also like that about him is i have friends with other with other coaches and um they kind of tell give people their opinion of this race or that race or what you should be doing and yeah, Carl does do that, but he never tells me. I don't think he's ever told me I can't do something. I'll give him like a crazy goal or um, like, for instance, the Bet McKay Trail. I I'm sure this sounds like a crazy goal, and also, well, I guess the craziest goal was for Umstead, um, the time I wanted to finish for that, and I'm sure that sounded crazy to him, but maybe it didn't. I don't know. He never said anything, and he just. Tell me what I needed to do to make it happen. And I appreciate that. Like, don't, I don't want somebody to tell me that I can't do it or that's going to be hard. Um, I mean, yes, set up my expectations, sure. But just tell me how to do it and I'll try my best. Because you never know if you can do anything, do something till you try.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you really
1: don't. So why not just go full on, full for it, you know? Right.
0: And what, what was the goal at Umstead? What, what did you Umstead, tell Carl?
1: Umstead sad. the goal, I think it was, I'd have to look back at my messages, but I think it was, um, I think it was like 17, like 18 hours in between like 17 and 18 hour, hours,
0: and, and um,
1: you- yeah. Cause I want the the reason I wanted that is because I saw the girl who won the year before and it was like 1740 or like. Forget her time, but I wanted to be on track for her time um, so I could be competitive because I knew that was a competitive time. Um, and I told him that's kind of where I wanted to be.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys had the perfect year this year. And you obviously, uh, if you want to tell the folks, you know, what you did there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Devin Yanko was there and um, was able to race against her and a lot of other talented people and uh, women. And um, I went out just trying to take it a little easy. Um, But I was putting in a good pace and the pace kind of lasted through like mile 60-ish. And um, I did slow down after that, but ended up with a... 16.56.
0: 16.56.
1: (laughs) I knew it was somewhere around there. 16.56 time, third woman. um, And I think I was top in the top 10 as well. I think I was eighth overall.
0: I believe you are correct there. Yeah. Uh sixth overall.
1: Sixth overall.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sixth overall, third female.
1: So yeah, third female. There's there's two other women. Devin and Yanko got first. She, right. she got new, she got a new Oh, sorry, I'm getting so excited talking about her. <laughs> she got a course record, women's course record. She beat, she she was first overall. And then the second place woman, she beat me in the last four miles. She pulled oh. it she was, she was really good. Lindsay um, just really paced herself really well and passed me and she deserved that second place spot. Um, but she, she beat me by, by the time she finished, she was like way ahead. Um, and she got, you know, a good place too. But I mean, three women in the top six spots is yeah. pretty, pretty impressive. Absolutely.
0: No, that was inspiring
1: an inspiring her. race.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you guys had the, the perfect weather this year. I had seven runners, you know, that I coach run it, and all seven finished. So that mm. you know, that's you know, a, a tribute to not only them but you know the conditions and such. It's uh, but man, yeah, that was you know phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, congrats on that. But then to turn around and, like I said, five weeks later, come back to a race that's completely different. I mean, if you could have two opposite races, you know, op, you know, having Umstead and then coming back for Cruel Jewel. So, and you're, you're living in Virginia Beach, right? Training for this.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. You're like, totally right. It's like, I sign up for these things and it's like, I don't, I don't think, but then like I do it and I see what I have coming up and I'm like, well, I guess <laughs> I'll have to train for this. <laughs> like, I don't think about when I'm signing up for it, but yeah, so Cruel Jewel is like, Notoriously, like very difficult, very hilly, mountainous. I would say, and uh, compared to, like you said, compared to Umstead, it's quite different.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) And then I, well, I mean, you know, well, let's talk about that for a second because your finish was again phenomenal. (laughs) You uh, you were uh, second female Mm -hmm. uh, behind uh, Liz Candy. Won this year, am I correct? In yeah, she did. She did a great job and broke the course record. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Liz Candy won you were second and then you were eighth overall, um, uh-huh. in 28.06, which is uh, again, it's just, just like staggering to see that, you know, <laughs> cause oh, coming back after Umstead, it's just, that's, you know, wow. Um, yeah,
1: it was, um, I, I like to say this because it kind of gives puts into perspective, but like, I've done all these crazy things, but like, that is the hardest thing I've ever done. It, <laughs> nothing comes close to it that was the <laughs> hardest thing i've ever done in my life so if you want a challenge if you want to challenge oh that's, yeah that's yeah that would, that's it
0: oh the the, you know, the the drt all my listeners know we with the drt and i are not friends um oh, <laughs> i have not had yeah. great experiences on the drt so it is
1: crazy that's a crazy trail it
0: is it is um but let's just talk about what happened between you know i like I know Carl's he's a great coach and obviously he has experience but what did it look like in between those two what did that look like for recovery and
1: yeah for recovery I'm trying to think um i stead- yeah much training honestly I can't think of really what I did um for recovery but I know that like going into training I like went right into um you know, doing a lot of hills and it, there isn't a lot of hills in
0: <laughs> Mount <Virginia>. Trashmore.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I have that one hill. I have sixty, it's a sixty-three foot tall mountain of trash, not actual. Yeah. I has grass over it, thankfully. Um, but yeah, it's sixty-three feet tall. And I just, you know, I'll run up that several times. And I was also trying to run in the heat, try to get used to like running in the heat and um you know, that exhaustion that would come with that as well. Um, but really I, I tried to focus on getting a lot of longer runs in with as much elevation as possible. Um, and Oh, right. I went to, I took a lot of time to like a lot of planning and time. Like if I had two days off in a row, I work retail. So it's hard to get that all the time. But if I had two days off in a row, I would like book it for the mountains somewhere. Like I would, if I was, at my parents' house, um, I was there for like a visit or something. I went to pilot mountain, which was like two and a half hours away, or, you know, I'd go to the nearest mountains on the Appalachian trail and just do those, um, and try to try to get that training in. It was, it was tough though.
0: <laughs> cause, cause then you turned around and a <laughs> month later you're doing the, the Benton McKay, uh, yeah, FKT. Um, so we've got three huge efforts in uh, like almost a three month span here. Um, yeah, I'm so, finally
1: tired. I told you before, we okay. came up, like, I'm <laughs> tired. I'm finally, I think I'm finally tired. At this I, I,
0: I, I, I'm glad you're human. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Well, first off, uh, the Benton McKay is not as familiar as some of the other trails that we've mentioned. Um, Talk about the Benton McKay. Where is it? uh, How long is it? What's the elevation change like? All that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so the Benton McKay is um, a trail in, it starts on Springer Mountain. So, I mean, the Benton McKay is, let's start here, it's named after Benton McKay, who was a surveyor, um, forester, back in the 1920s I think and he had he helped make the he's a big advocate for the Appalachian Trail and planning that and so the Bent McKay Trail is actually kind of his first proposal of the start of the Appalachian Trail and the Appalachian or the Bent McKay Trail starts on Springer but then it um, goes it also ends at Devonport around Devonport Gap it ends at Baxter Creek trail. Um, but it, 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 uh, I'd have to pull up a map here, but it, it kind of goes off the way from the Appalachian trail meets up at Fontana, but then it goes down a different trail. Um, so it sort of follows it, but not really, um,
0: so it, it, it touches, um, Georgia, Tennessee mm-hmm. and North Carolina. Is that yes. right? Yeah, yeah okay. it
1: does. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, and what kind um, of elevation gain are we talking about here? I
1: just wrote it up let me look at this. I was just doing a little, little bit of research on it. Um, it is, it is 54,682 feet in elevation gain and 56,808 elevation loss. Oh, so it's uh,
0: mostly downhill then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got That's 93, awesome. 93 of the miles are in the great smoky mountains. Um, and then the rest are in, you know, force service areas, and um, yeah.
0: At so distance. total distance.
1: Total distance is two hundred
0: eighty-eight miles. Two hundred eighty-eight miles. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah.
0: Wow. So, um, <laughs> I imagine that planning for this was, you know, hopefully was <laughs> before Umstead. You were doing some planning for this, and and oh. not like get done with yeah. the cruel jewel and be like, all right, I really got to plan for this other. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I actually attempted to set the FKT on this trail in October oh, okay. of 21 and ended up with an injury and I wasn't used to big miles. Mm. And then I did 400 milers and my body has just really gotten strong. It's gotten a lot stronger. <laughs> and I, I, my body was pretty much good to go the entire time on the Benton McKay. Wow. I didn't have any big pains or issues I had some pretty bad blisters that really hurt, um, but I didn't have near as many problems as I did on the first attempt on the Bent McKay in October.
0: Man, that's that's yeah. awesome. So, how far did you get uh, at the first attempt?
1: First attempt was let's see, it was around a hundred miles. I think it was around a hundred miles that I okay, a
0: little
1: little more than a hundred, I think.
0: What was your what was your reasoning for Bent McKay? What 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 made you motivated to to go after this one
1: yeah okay so i always kind of figure out about these trails and then i'm intrigued and then it becomes an obsession um so i my grandparents um they bought a house in cherry log in near blue ridge and that's right near the bet mckay and actually in this community the bet mckay runs right through it it's like a the community supports the mckay really well they have a little shelter down there nice. in between all these houses they have a little like um walkway like little boardwalk in this one area they maintain that area really well for the bent mckay trail my big- grandparents live in that community and i remember my grandma telling me about Ben mckay and um i knew who bent mckay the person was and i was like oh that's pretty neat that this was kind of his original brainchild original like plan and then I noticed that um, I follow on Nish, uh, Heather Anderson on Instagram, and she has set many FKTs and she just did a simple through hike of the Bet McKay. And I was like, okay, I'm very interested now because I look up to her a lot and I kind of want to figure out what this trail looks like since she's on it. Um, and from there, obviously I was thinking of an FKT. It was, I think it was just natural to think of an FKT rather than just a regular through hike for okay. some reason. was in my head that I wanted to do that.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah. How was the condition of the trail? Because, you know, obviously the Appalachian trail, it's got so many section maintainers, but, um, you know, and I know there's certain sections of Benton McKay Mm -hmm. that does as well, but is how was the, you know, overall trail?
1: Generally it's very well maintained. Um, there are couple sections that have, you can really tell where there's a couple areas that need a little more maintaining, a little more maintainers, but I'd say overall the trail is, surprisingly very well maintained for how many people are actually on that trail
0: right on yeah very cool uh do you have any um partners or uh sponsors
1: i do not know um besides i um i uh have six moon designs they're like backpacking gear Um, And so I rep some of their gear, like their backpacks and um, their tent, but no, none for like running or ultra running. No,
0: I'm sure they're coming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would, I would love to, I keep saying like the one, the sponsor that I would love the most is like a shoe sponsor and specifically ultra that is the shoes that I choose to wear. Um, Because as any runner knows, like you're, that's your top piece of gear. Like you, if you have a good pair of shoes, you can you can get away with getting anything else. Um, really, I mean, a watch, yeah, kind of, but like even then Carl just wears a regular, uh, yeah, Yeah. he just doesn't use a watch. So like really, I mean, the shoes is the biggest cost for like any runner. And if I just had, if I had a shoe sponsor, I'd be like, I'd be golden. I'd be so happy.
0: Have you applied?
1: (laughs) I haven't. I, I think that's in October, right? Yeah. 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 I would love to apply and see what happens there.
0: Right on. Um, I mean, it sounds like you're very engaged on social media.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm not a big social media guy. So (laughs) um, (laughs) what, what does that look like for you? Uh, how do you feel that is for engagement? Do you feel like you get really good engagement from that?
1: Um, yeah, I think I do. I try to just, I don't want to put any limits on whatever I'm posting i don't i just want to post whatever i want um and it's not like i'm posting like anything crude or rude or anything like that like i don't want to be limited to what i'm posting like if i want to just post about my dog jerry i i will want to be free to do that and i get pretty good engagement because i think i am so like real
0: real. well it's that's you know i i the authentic people it's 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 great like the reason i ask is because once sponsors come in, it feels like sometimes we lose that authenticity, right? It's it feels like it's almost like a forced post, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because they want you to engage and hashtag them and show the product, you know. And so yeah,
1: uh, so I I already like to, in hopeful in in hopes of being sponsored, I already tag a bunch of companies I use gear by um for instance ultra or my socks or you know my coros watch um i tag them in hopes and i i try to make it as i i also want people to know what i'm using if they want to get started i want them to know like hey you can get this whole kit and be set and good to go um at least that works for me um but I already do that. And I hope that that wouldn't change. I hope I wouldn't have to do anything that didn't feel natural in that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I've, I've talked about in the past, cause when I started trail running, I ran for, um, Sportiva for hmm. two years oh. and then, then I ran for innovate for a long time, uh-huh. but it wasn't a time of social media. Like, <laughs> like that was in its infancy, you know? So, when we were running for them, you know, it, it was totally—you just went and just raced, you know—and your your results kind of posted, and you'd have, you know, mm-hmm. the, your team behind you, you know, uh, Innovator, whoever it was. But now it's just like—I mean, you know—it <laughs> feels like there's just so much like in your face, like you know, mm-hmm. the, you, know you know, hashtag this and hashtag that, and you yeah, know, I read mm-hmm. in my blah 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 today. So it's, uh, you know, I've talked about it in the past, so but um. You know, I just, I re- I really appreciate the fact that you're trying to be authentic, while at the same time you're still trying to gain a partnership, right? Because, like yeah. you said, that does help. Like, I I totally understand that. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's it is a huge expense. You know, the yeah. shoes are. <laughs> um, and you work retail. Do you work at a run shop or?
1: I work at. uh, Well, currently I don't work there now because I quit to do a two month adventure thing, and BK <laughs> was the start of it. Um, <laughs> But I, I started um, or I was at REI okay. in Sydney Beach and they're very supportive. They I mean, understandably, they were like, hey, we can't like like have you not here for two months and right. just you know, reapply whenever you come back. Like we'd love to have you back. So they're very supportive of my running and uh, my adventures. And they're they're great. I love REI. <laughs> They're Good.
0: just a great yeah. people. Well, I mean, with everything that you do, it makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so you had, you just mentioned that this was part of a two month. Um, let's finish off on Benton McKay because we didn't, we yeah. didn't finish that. Um, so um, what was the previous FKT? What were you chasing?
1: Yeah. So actually, it was set by my friend Hunter, and he didn't become my friend until I noticed he did the Benton McKay because he did it in April of 2021. And I had already been thinking and planning for October and he did it. I was like, Oh man. Uh, so I went, I think I just congratulated him or something. Um, and then I got to talking to him when I wanted to do my FKT, um, Hunter said it in April and he got five days and 15 hours, I believe. Okay. Um, and he ran into a lot of issues and, um, had a lot of, um, injuries. I think he had a lot of injuries. He was telling me about, when we were together this past week about his injuries and bad weather. Um, and still he persisted. He's a uh, good friend and very encouraging guy. He's 19 years old. He is, he is, he does, uh, his backgrounds adventure racing. Um, he's been doing this since he was very, very, very young. Um, and he is just so mature and so supportive. So I am a big fan of Hunter. (laughs) That's a long answer, but Hunter, yes. We love Hunter
0: right on so and so you were chasing the the overall FKT again for yeah
1: overall yeah. my my goal from the beginning before he said that was five under five days because so i knew that would be about 57 miles a day and okay. i thought i could do that
0: and uh you had crew because <laughs> pete was supporting you right
1: yeah pete yeah. um pete came on the third day But I started out with my friend Liz, who was just there for the first day, Um, and then my mom and my friend Flipper, who I actually met on the Appalachian Trail, my Appalachian Trail through hike. So he was there and my mom, they both had their vehicles and they were crewing through their vehicles. Liz was more of a pacing friend.
0: Uh, yeah. Pete, uh, Pete is Pete Schreiner. He's uh, he does uh, photography. A lot of us have seen Pete at the uh-huh. races throughout the southeast. He's got the the biggest, burliest beard. <laughs> um, so <laughs> and Pete the best connected.
1: personality.
0: Yes, absolutely. Pete is a, a genuine, uh, lovable human being. So uh-huh. uh, he's the yeah. one that connected the two of us. Um, mm-hmm. So um, and Pete's got a really cool adventure. He's going over to do the uh, Dragon Spine over in the UK. Um, yeah which yeah. is super cool.
1: God, he told me about that this last this, uh on the Bent McKay. It sounds <laughs> incredible and tough. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so talk about how, how did it go? How did the Ben McKay uh, FKT go?
1: Yeah, it went, it went, honestly, it went really well. And I, I, I'll bring this story up on the last, last really second to last crew stop before I finish. I just sat down with my crew and kind of relaxed and sat there and we all just were chatting. Um, just to kind of go over the entire experience. And I just, my mom asked me, she's like, are you like, how you feel this or that? I was like, I'm usually with these things, like with races or with, you know, my last FKT, it's like, I want to be done. I'm ready to be done. That's, that's what I would say. But really on this, that second to last crew stop, like I wasn't ready to be done. It's not like I was like so excited to be finished with the Ben McKay (laughs) trail. I was I had a great time. My body was holding up. I felt very powerful and strong. Um, and my nutrition was going better than it usually has. Um, there was some complications, but it had been going better. And I honestly didn't feel like I wanted to be done, but I was excited that I was gonna finish this trail well.
0: Nice. Right on. Yeah. Um, so and what kind of things did you have problems with with nutrition?
1: Oh yeah. Um, so problems in general, there were some feet blister issues. Um, but that's common, but with nutrition specifically, I, the last day it really came to head, but my tongue was developing sores on it. So really eating was trouble. It was, it was hard to eat. Um, it hurt to eat and it was uncomfortable and then my stomach, I felt super bloated. Um, I was going number two, like way too much, like triple as much as I should have. Um, and it wasn't all solid. And again, I'm going to warn you guys, I am an open book, so I'll <laughs> say whatever it is, I don't care. Um, but like, it wasn't all solid and it was very uncomfortable and um, it was tough to eat. It's tough to get enough calories in. I think It was hard to identify what it actually was, but you know, I'd run and my stomach was hurting so bad. I felt so much pressure. Um, And uh, I think I was drinking too much tailwind. I tried not eating for an entire hour and it was sort of fixed. And then I tried to not drink tailwind and it was better, but pretty much the entire last day was just bloated, um, stomach issues no throwing up luckily. And then, um, tongue sores.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so this, this last day, I mean, obviously you're eyeing the FKT. Um, what was your timeline looking like? Were you pressed? Were you feeling?
1: Yeah. Um, I was pressed because I have anxiety, but my crew knew that like I was fine and deep down I knew I was like fine. Um, I, the night before I realized, like, I remembered my goal and I was like, okay, I want to finish this under five hours. If I want to finish this under five hours or five days, I need to wake up earlier because I need to finish by 3 a.m. The next day. So I had to wake up. I wanted to wake up at around like 3 a.m the day before so i had full 24 hours to make 57 miles which i knew was possible it was it was i could do that but i was nervous okay what if i get injured and i have to hobble to the end i want to give myself enough time um so i just the day before i tried to finish up the last miles as quick as possible which i did got to bed around like 12 woke up around 3:30 and left by 4:15 and um had about what is that? Like 20, 23, 23 ish hours, 22 something hours to finish the trail in the time that I wanted to. And I think I finished, I finished at 12, 26 AM. So I still had a couple hours to go before my goal of five hours was, um, you know, over, I guess you could say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, so obviously you accomplished the FKT, broke it by a substantial amount. Sounds like, uh, yeah. that's, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So congratulations once again.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I it. Um, I think I, uh, I think it was 18 hours in all. I think I beat Hunter by 18 wow. hours. And honestly, it wasn't about beating the FKT. It was really just pushing myself to that goal. And I told you in the beginning, like my, I'm very, um, Driven and yep. a, the goal of mine, I had a goal and I wanted to get that goal. And the goal was five days, and that was that was the goal, really. And cool. the Kt was the byproduct, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's incredible. Um, you were mentioning that you were taking, you know, part of a, a two-month, you know, kind of plan here. Is there something behind?
1: Uh huh. Um, yeah. So after this, actually, the Ben McKay was the start of the adventure. So you know, we ended out. We ended um, kind of that long, you know, those three months where I was doing, you know, Umstead and Cruel Jewel and Ben McKay. I was laser focused. I had a lot going on during those times, and you know, I finished that, and now it's like time to enjoy myself. So me and my husband are flying out Friday. We have a wedding in Colorado. And then we are headed to Durango to may, meet up with my friend Reese and we're going to drive to California and finish up um, the John Muir trail, which I started last year was kicked off due to fire closures. So we're going to finish it up and just <laughs> hang out, relax on the trail and oh. enjoy like a regular through hike or a regular just backpacking trip. Cool. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then, I don't, I think me and my husband are going to buy a house when we get home. So that might be a little stressful, um, but it's going to be, it's going to be what it is. And I'm just looking forward to the John Muir Trail and hanging out.
0: That's cool. I don't yeah. want you to have to, to look past that, but I do see again, you are registered for Run Rabbit. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I am really looking forward to that too. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think that race is my big, that's my big race. I'm, I'm a little not nervous, but I do want to do really well. Um, and I know there's a lot of competition sure. at that race. Um, and I'm excited to compete against some really talented people, but, um, it is very different from what I'm used to. I'm not used to racing out West. So I am nervous about the elevation.
0: Yeah, for sure. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. That's cause you haven't done a, an elevation. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. No, Gotcha. No. yeah it's 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 fun <laughs> yeah
1: i'm excited well there's always you know you never know until you try so we'll yeah yeah
0: how- no I, I did hard rock last year so i got all oh. the elevation that i want <laughs> 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 i'm good that's like
1: 36 <laughs> is that thirty six thousand? yes
0: oh, yeah of cool. game yeah a 33 okay. 33 30. it's 33 that's um, a good but yeah, I mean, the average elevation is 11,000 feet. So we just, we stayed up there and it was, Ooh. yeah, for, you know, for me, it was just, whew. but you know, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. You know, run rep is gorgeous. Steamboat Springs is amazing. So, um, I, I certainly wish you a, a, the best of luck. I hope you have a Thank great you. Time, great race out there. I hear nothing but great things about the race itself. So, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I had, Looking I had one forward of my guys, to to race it. It. yeah, he raced it last year and, and really enjoyed it. So, um, right on, um, anything else, any, anything we want to part people with, um, your, in your, your grand wisdom. Um, yeah,
1: I would say like, I, I talked to people at work about ultras and they ask how you get started. And really like, if anyone wants to get started with racing, like I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, but like, just get started, sign up for a race. And like, you never know if you can do it until you try. And, um, you can always be thinking, you can always be thinking that you're not going to be able to complete it but you never really you never know until you try and i would just encourage people to get out there and you know go for a big goal or a big dream and see if it can see if it can happen
0: that's for sure and then uh you mentioned instagram how can they connect with you there
1: yeah my instagram is tara.dower that's t-a-r-a dot d-o-w-e-r and um i'm on tiktok too and something similar to that i don't know but I don't post a lot there. It's mostly Instagram.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. Cool. Tara, congrats on everything. That's <laughs> simply amazing. I am, I'm just wowed even just by the the past three months. <laughs> it's uh, just incredible. <laughs> uh, so thank you for joining I'm, me. I'm tired. For,
1: I'm tired for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've earned the rest. You've earned the rest. Uh, I, I hope you have a great time out West uh, uh, finishing off your trail. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you. So thank, thank you again you, for Aaron. your time and everything
1: thank you for having me on. I appreciate
0: it. Tara Dower. you know, what can you say? Uh, as I said in the intro, amazing, just incredible. And Tara, thank you for sharing your story for, uh, for coming on and talking about all this. I mean, just amazing. You're, you're incredible. So thank you, Tara and everything else going on here. Uh, let's see, I am recording here on, uh, June 14th and, uh, man, it's, uh, it's heating up here, man. It's like the hottest week we've had in a long time, but, uh, no, things are, are moving forward here. Um, you know, not, not a lot to, to report. Uh, my son Keegan races this weekend at nationals. He's running the freshman 800 at the Adidas nationals in Greensboro, North Carolina at North Carolina A&T. So, um, want to wish him best of luck, uh, as well as, um, our girls four by eight, know, they're racing as well as, Uh, a number of our other kids that are from West Henderson High School Um, super proud of them for all of their achievements thus far this season and I wish them the best at nationals so um, that's what's going on this weekend, the following weekend I am running uh, Art Loeb out and back, so approximately 60 miles somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 16,000 feet of gain Uh, I've got a bunch of friends that are coming out should be a great experience so that's my last big effort before uh, my final push to Bigfoot uh, in August. So Bigfoot 200 coming up really quick, super excited about that. So, um, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, um, not a lot to report here. Um, everything is going good. Um, you know, a lot of folks have reached out about coaching. So I thanks you to those that have, uh, you know, again, if it's a conversation you want to have, don't hesitate to reach out. Just give me a call. Um, you know, Just jump on my website, mrrunningpains.com, and give me a shout. You can connect with me on that page, okay? Uh, Really enjoy my conversations with everybody. I want to thank Pete Schreiner for connecting Tara and I for this conversation. Uh, That was phenomenal. Uh, And as I always say, if you have uh, something you want me to talk about, or if you know or you yourself want to come on the podcast and talk about something, please reach out to me. Again, You just hop on my website. So, uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you to all the Patreon supporters. Uh, It's just, uh, it's, it's just touching. Um, I think the only other thing I will say is, um, I've been receiving some, some more gently used gear, so I will be doing, um, another round of, um, you know, of, of giveaways. So if, uh, if you're in need of pack or, uh, shoes or socks or whatever, it may be, uh, I'll post what I have and, you know, it is, it is yours if you need it. Okay. Uh, I will, I, you know, my Patreon supporters, they help me, uh, and that's what I use to mail. So it doesn't cost you a dime. So, uh, if, if you, uh, if you're on social media and you haven't connected with me, you can follow me on Facebook, just, uh, use the Aaron Saft account, um, as well as, uh, Instagram MR running pains. Uh, I'll be posting it on there as well as on my Strava account. Um, which is just Aaron saft MR running pains. All of these are in the show notes, but, uh, you know, stay tuned. Cause I'll have some, you know, like I said, I'll have some packs and some, uh, bottles and, uh, oh, you know, a, a, assortment of, of other things that, um, looking to just give away because, uh, they're gently used, I uh, hate to kind of just throw this stuff away. I'd rather get it into the hands of people that can use it. So if you are that person, um, by all means you know just just reach out to me when i when i make that post Um, Chris Roberts, uh, he's a a previous podcast guest, also the founder of the new long haul sports nutrition drink. Uh, he, uh, he sent some stuff. So I want to thank him not only for making such a great product in long haul. I have no affiliation with long haul. I just been using it and been really pleased with, uh, with, with the results I've had with my runs. So, uh, you know, Chris, you're doing a great job, man. And I appreciate you sending that stuff my way. Uh, and to all of you again, thank you. I hope you have a great re- uh, week. I hope your uh, training goes great. I know we're kind of in the throes of some of your a races, uh, with Western States coming up and everything. It's, it's an exciting time of year. So good luck to all of you. Uh, and, uh, until next time, keep running my friends.